Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Got a wonderful interview lined up for you this week. I spoke with Bridget Kahn from her OnView residency space over at Sulphur Studios. Bridget is an artist that I've had the opportunity to interview a few times before, and she's one of my favorite photographers in town, I will say. And her new project, Deep Breath, is, in my opinion, absolutely brilliant. She is doing a portrait project where she's inviting people to come into her studio and she's taking long exposure photographs of them. But during the process of taking the photographs, she's sitting across from them and having long conversations about the past year that everybody has been through and getting sort of their own personal experiences. So her photographs chronicle those experiences by incorporating a bit of blur from the long exposures. It's a really interesting topic. It's a really interesting project. And Bridget gets into all of the details about it and kind of what she went through personally and why she decided to do the project and what she's hoping to get out of it during our conversation. And it is more of like a conversation. We ended up doing a sitting, actually. I kind of sat with her and answered her questions, and it was really, really powerful before we got into the interview itself. So once we actually got to the interview, it sort of just began as a normal conversation. So it jumps right in, and I hope you will jump in with me. Wanted to mention, of course, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column, as well as all of the writing that I do for the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section and in the lifestyle section. Last week, my first column for the Sunday column in the lifestyle section came out about four women in Savannah who have come to form a bit of the backbone of what our art community stands for today, and I hope you will check that one out. And in the entertainment section, I had the opportunity to speak with Kevin Cooley about his exhibition, Exploded Views, over at Laney Contemporary, as well as Deborah Sharon Miller, all about her exhibition over at Sentient Bean. So check those out again at savannahnow.com in the lifestyle section and also in the entertainment section. But let's get into, again, this week's interview, Bridget Kahn from her on-view residency space over at Sulphur Studios talking about her project, Deep Breath. Enjoy. I like your project. I feel like you're, I feel a little bit like... That's cathartic. No good. Good. <laughs> That's cool. Well, and there was that part of me that was like, I mean, this is kind of presumptuous of just asking people to come sit in a room with me and be like, tell me all kinds of things about, like, I don't, but but also, I mean, there, yeah, there is that part where I'm like, I have just been in my head for too long, and I'm, there's this small part that's like, do you have any wisdom? <laughs> like, there's just... You know, like I met someone who decided to move in the pandemic, you know, and I'm like, and I know people who had, but there were reasons, but, you know, he was saying how like everything felt so out of control and this was the one thing I could control was that I can just like up and move, like he decided to move to, he had a dream about Savannah, decided to move here. I'm like, that is amazing. Like I... I just, it never would have occurred to me. I mean, again, not leaving my house and being terrified to do that. And here's someone who's like, I'm going to move. I'm like, 
That's funny. <laughs> Good for, couldn't have done it. I'm glad to hear your story. You know. Yeah, I, I think that, and I don't think it's presumptuous. I mean, I, I kind of, this project is so reliant on other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wonder how you sort of feel about that because it's like, like, what if no one showed up? I know, I know. It's <laughs> it's super terrifying because it is like the exact opposite in which I have functioned my whole life in art. Like, I, I've never been someone... I did, like, one portraiture project, like, early on in grad school. And I had done self-portraits, but, like, there was something about, like, having to rely on people for my art that I'm like, I don't want to know. Oh, I don't want to do that, you know? So, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess I didn't think that nobody, nobody would show up. Well, you knew, like, us. random people like me would probably show up. Because, yeah. like, I know you, I, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I was like, I course at least a couple people. And, you know, like, right? Emily yeah. and Jennifer would probably do it. And, like, you're right. like, Kenny's going to have to do it or else yeah, he's going to yeah. be in big he trouble. Had to. He had to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's honestly, it's very, it's scary because it's. But I think it is that thing I'm trying to do where I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to have faith in people again, you know? So it's like, well, I'm just going to throw out this idea and hopefully people will show up. And Like you say you don't have faith, you weren't having faith in people, and you're trying to have faith in people. But doesn't like the very fact that you're willing to do a project like this to regain faith in people kind of confirm the fact that you do have faith in people? Because you're assuming that people will reinforce your belief in them. <sighs> maybe somewhere deep inside. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, it was, it's, I see it as more like, like all through my art practice and life, it's always been like, I, I just, um, like, if an opportunity presented itself, I don't recall ever having said no. Like, even as ridiculous as it could sound. I'm like, really? I'm going to... Okay, let's just see, you know? <laughs> like, I just always... I mean, even down to, like, teaching gigs where it was like, we're going to get you, like, you know, to drive an hour and a half to go teach photo at this place. And I'm like, is that something I could do? Let's say yes and see, you know? (laughs) So I think I thought about it is more along that vein of just, like, what's a really ridiculous idea, (laughs) you know? And and can I pull it off? And because at the time when I proposed this to Emily and John, like, we were still... Had we been vaccinated even? I don't even know. Probably like, not. I, I mean, or so. at least it was right around the time when vaccinations. It was right out. around because I got mine in early March, and I had. Long story short, but like I was supposed to do a residency last summer, and obviously it didn't happen. And they were like, "Well, we're going to do it. This is up in Illinois." And they're like, "We'll do it summer 21." I'm like, "I'm stoked!" And like this whole chemogram thing, this is something I've been trying to do for years, like just on a technical level. And then, very last minute, they were like, actually, we're not going to do it till summer 22. And it was too late to, like, I'm like, man, there's all these other things I wanted to apply for, and I didn't. So, I kind of, like, very whirlwind through it at Emily and John, and I'm like, but I didn't have the concept down for the people aspect of mm-hmm. it yet. And I was like, but it's perfect at Sulphur having people come through, because I knew I wanted to do this chemogram project this specific method, I knew it needed people. And I, I grumbled about that for months. I'm like, oh, why am I, I'm just going to photograph people? Like, how am I going to do that? 
You know, it's like, just ask people to hang out and why, you know, like, I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. Um, just doing portraits for the sake of portraiture. And it was like, it really was one of those moments I was talking about earlier where, like, the whole thing just downloaded in my head in one night. And I'm like, I'm, I need to do this as a way to readjust being around people again. Um, and so it's like, it was weird writing the proposal and being like, I guess there is going to be a time where I can be around another person in a room again. That is, you know, I'm like, so even like writing it up and throwing, I'm like, will this happen? You know? <laughs> like that seems like a, a risk in a way, but I had to, it was a long time telling myself like, yeah, well, once you're vaccinated, there's not going to be much of a reason, you know, like, so, um, yeah, but the idea for like the long exposure as more of a document to like, like document the time passing, you know, like I like that idea of um, kind of like embedding the conversation into the photograph. Like you're not going to know what's said by just looking at the portrait, but like it's, it's embedded in there, you know? So that all just kind of like came to me and I sat, yeah, stayed up real late, just like typing out all kinds of stuff. Like they hadn't even asked for, I was like, are y'all still doing the residency? Can, can I throw something at you? And I think I wrote like three pages that night. I'm like, what about this? <laughs> um, nice. You know, I have, I have so many questions. I have so many yeah, questions. Yeah. So first of all, long exposure mm-hmm. is the term you're using. And then I also sort of think of that as interesting because this is a post-pandemic, sort of post-pandemic project. And the term exposure, I think, yeah. has had a lot of meaning for people. I wonder if you've thought about that, and if so, like, what is, if not, or if so, what is your sort of reaction to thinking about using that, that term mm. is sort of has, like, some double meaning? Oh, totally. I think that's great. No, I, I didn't think about that exposure as an exposure to the virus, but it is called deep breath as sort of a double mm. meaning, like, um, the idea of, like, the, the deep breath, like, the exhale of like we're okay now you know take a deep breath it's it's cool you know um but also i mean i was so focused and like a lot of the art i made last summer and i'm still making as a a side to this project um it had so much to do with the idea of breath and i'm like i just couldn't get over like like they're people just walking around who can kill you with their breath you know like it's as simple as that like that is a possibility and and, and it just seems so, like, awful and terrifying. Like, here's this essential thing we have to do, but it's the thing that is spreading the virus. And um, so deep breath is in, like, it's now safe to take this deep breath in the room with people. It's not this, like, instant, you know. Well, and we're in an enclosed space. <clears throat> A conversation is literally pushing breath towards the person <laughs> who's at across from me and like we're having this conversation and the conversation is inherently set to be a half an hour conversation like that's your time limit so like I wonder how you feel about that because you know you you were sort of expressing I mean I think like a lot of people sort of fear and worry about not even just yourself so but now you're in this place where you're like literally saying I'm okay with people breathing on me I mean it sounds funny but I, but I 
I mean, how did you feel like when the, these people are sort of coming in and they're sitting in front of you and you're like, wow, I'm really like enclosing myself in this space for the first time? Right. It's well, it's been surprisingly, I haven't been as nervous about it as I thought I would be when I wrote up the proposal. But I've been slowly being around more people, you know, and I think for me, like, the scariest part of it all had been, it wasn't so much that I was afraid, I wasn't afraid for me to get the virus, I was definitely afraid for Ken to get the virus, Not, and I'm not saying like, oh, I wouldn't have gotten it, like, I, everyone is susceptible, like, we, we just right. don't know. It wasn't so much, though, that I'm like, oh, this means I'm gonna die if I get it, it was, I was more afraid of just, like, the fact that other people wouldn't do their part, you know, and... So it's like if if everyone if everyone in our community and our society and our country had behaved like wearing a mask, being distant, not taking more risks for silly than they needed to, like if everybody had done that, I think I could have gone out into the world and been like, okay, we're we're all doing what we need to here, right? But I just kept seeing like over and over, I'm like, people aren't doing the absolute basic thing. Like, the whole anti-mask thing. Like, it was... It was the fact that, like... If people can't do that basic thing... I was just more afraid of their behavior. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was afraid of... Um, just, yeah. Just what does that mean when, like, your fellow country people won't do a very basic thing to watch out for your health? Well, and it was weird and political when it wasn't political. Like, it shouldn't have been political. It was, right. like, literally take care of each other's health. Like, it right. wasn't really, like, it wasn't a political issue. And, you know, people had that whole, oh, freedom and, and the government control. And it was like, no, it's not about any of that. It's literally about, like, let's do what we can to make sure people don't die. Right. Like, right. it's really not more it's than really that. that you know? simple. And you, there's so many people that you can't convince otherwise. And that's what was terrifying about it all and like so rather than like just be out and about and be like here's a person who can't manage to pull it up over their nose like then I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna do it like I I will take myself out of the equation I will then I will not be a vector and um, I'm just not gonna obsess over what everybody else is doing that if I can't um, control it which I obviously can't you know I learned a lot about control, and that, but but yeah, that's what I, I won't say it was good from a mental health perspective, but that's what we did. We just and we met small group like by small groups of two to three people. Right. Um, we've got a a big outdoor like it's screened in, but there was so much at like yeah you're we not. would have fans blowing everywhere, and we were still you know ten feet apart and everything. So it wasn't like I didn't see absolutely no one. But it was almost like, oh my god! But you're still not like giving them hugs and like you <laughs> right, know having that whole know? like we're friends and we're like it was weird because like the first couple times I saw people after the pandemic began that were like because I'm I've always been I mean I guess maybe because I lived in California for for a long time and everything is like gre- hugging was just a greeting like oh, it wasn't yeah. even like a thing and it was same like, thing in Nashville the very yeah. first moment I would see people it was like hey just a reminder. You were in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. It's like you couldn't even not have that moment. Like, right. Or the first time I came here in Silver Studios and I saw Jennifer and, like, we had masks on. And you, it was like me and Jennifer and I are friends. Like, and we couldn't. It almost felt like it felt so cold and distant out of necessity, of course. Yeah. But, like, it made it so that way you couldn't 
ever relax, like you said. So I yeah. love that, you know, deep breath. It's like, I'll, you know, it sort of exemplifies that kind of idea, like, ah, finally you can be comfortable. But I wonder, you use the word, you learned a lot about letting go of control. This project is kind of that, right? I mean, like, you're letting go of control in a lot of ways. So talk about that a little bit, if you would. It, I am in certain aspects of it, but in other ways it's, like, super controlled. Um, but I think I, I like that about my art practice and that there's always a component that is letting go, like the chemogram process mm-hmm. in general, like... You don't practice it if you want a very specific visual outcome. You know, it's like <clears throat> whatever the light, the temperature, the chemistry wants to give you that day. That's what you get. Um, so in that sense, yeah, like that letting go of the chemogram process is what happens when I get to that final point where I finally get the portrait on the screen. But then there's all this other precision involved along the way of, you know, the editing and sitting in all the math of, you know, aligning things and then um, trying to learn how to, I mean, this whole, <laughs> trying to explain, like, what I'm doing is borderline ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so you know a chemogram, but now it's going to be a photograph, but, but it's not really a photograph, like, it's sort of, but, but, yeah, I guess as far as letting go of control, though, you know, I just had really the one test run with Ken, and I'm like, I have an idea of what this could look like, you know? Um, and as I sit here with people, I really want to... I want to make sure I'm not doing too much to, like, detract from the conversation. Like, me even getting up and trying out something different. Like, I hadn't done that with anybody else. But, like, I want to try and, like, pretend the camera's not there at all. But there's, um, you know, I don't know how people are going to move. I don't know, like... Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, I, I talk with my hands a lot. Like, mm-hmm. but some people just will sit there. You right. Know, so. And there's, like, on a photo nerdy technical level there there is a certain thing I'm looking for that I'm not going to like make somebody do but it's like to, to get a sense of motion and um, visually convey to a viewer that like time passed here's this person motion if, if you're just talking and looking straight ahead like this it's just going to look like an awkwardly blurry photo of like was that supposed to be sharp? You know, but if people move, or especially if they hold here for a second and then move, then you get like a good strong focal point of like here's something that's sharp, you know, and then you get the motion blur. So that's why I'm like taking so many because I am kind of letting go. Like, hope one of these look good. <laughs> but there's also a component where like you know when I take that initial photo, that's a that's still, I am. Like, that image of Ken is, there's a bit of compositing happening in it, actually. So that's something I didn't anticipate, is, like, as I sit down and make these as portraits, it's, um, there could be still multiple photos coming into it, even though it could just look like one photo that's got some blur. There's other elements that can come from other exposures into it. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that are part of this part, like... I mean, I know how to do all that on Photoshop, obviously, but it's not something I've pulled into my art practice in many, many years. But I'm like, there's a whole component of this that it could be just the straight photos, you know, alone that are print. But, but that's, I mean, I've been wanting to do the chemogram aspect to this for so long, like basically since I got involved in chemograms in general. Because it seems like there's this ridiculous place of like, 
to make something look photographic. Learn more. But it actually isn't a straight photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Paper. Um, but that's what I love about the chemogram process is like, you can't control it. There's so many variables. I mean, there's little things I can do if I know, like, I want a certain value or maybe a certain color. Like, oh, it would be cool if this area I got to. So I know little bits of what to do, but. Um, I got into the whole process because I needed to let go of control more from what I used to do as an artist. Well, yeah, your level of expertise is going to give you a certain level of control just because you know you can control the chaos more and more as you get better and better at it. I'm I'm curious, though, and and I don't want to keep you for too long, but what has the experience been like so far with people coming in? Like, how has that been for you? Like, where, in what ways has it met your expect your previous your you know predisposed as, uh, expectations versus what in what ways has it sort of been surprising to you I mean I guess so far everyone who's come in like I I don't have any anti-maskers who come in yet you know like <laughs> so you know that's part of my expectations and like I'm probably not going to get any but then again that might be interesting if I did you know and I'd I've toyed with that in my head. I'm like, how would I handle that situation? You know, um, I still want to have a very civil conversation. So, so it's fallen my expectations there. But, um, and I guess maybe in ways it hasn't is just like little bits of conversations I'm getting so far. And I've only done two days of it so far. But um, um, ways in which I realize that. Um, Probably some people didn't panic as much as I did, which is, I mean, I knew it in theory, but like, I think when we were in the midst of it all, I had a very hard time accepting that or just being like, why aren't you freaking out? You know, <laughs> like, how can you, how can everything be cool? But, but now I can kind of look back and be like, oh, that's really cool that you found ways through it. Like, even a friend of mine came in and he said, uh, you know, I took that time and I really back into music, you know, and just finding new bands and listening to things, and he was like, you know, did you try any of that? I'm like, no, I was flailing in despair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, but that sounds like a really great idea, and I probably should have done that, you know? Um, But I mean, I think that's kind of cool, though, because like, I I sort of mentioned that when we were doing the photos, like, we kind of all had to learn how to cope, like, in a way that we never had to learn before, and in a way that... It would be hard for, like us, you know, like even for somebody a professional to really advise us on because of the unique nature of the circumstances that we were going through. Yeah, and but I think like I didn't. I really feel like I'm only coming out of all that mindset just in the last month or two. To be honest, because mm-hmm. you would think over that time, like I would figure out some way to cope, but I don't know that I felt. I didn't feel it was in my power. Like, I'm, I don't know, I'm learning a lot in terms of, like, anxiety and what all that means. But um, I, I guess I felt like, like, I was listening to news constantly, and I have that thing in my head where it's like, oh, um, if, I'm, if I'm pushing away the news, if I don't know what's going on, maybe it's this, like, still inherent little Catholic guilt in me. It's like, no, you've got to be on top. You've always got to know what's going on. you got to be... You gotta be in the know, and if you're pushing it away, then you're trying to like live in your own little bubble of. But then, you know, I can look back now and be like, I needed to do that more. You know, like I needed to create that place more often where it's like, no, it is okay to turn off the news. 
it is okay to be in this one moment and things be cool and not be worried about like how many people are dying out there or what's burning down you know um so i hope this is gonna stick but it's you know but it took me all that time to realize no there are actions i can take um to try to kind of save my sanity a bit and um but yeah i had a hard time doing it in the midst of all that so yeah so it's been but that's a little bit of what i suspected at the same time of like that kind of gut feeling of like why i needed to have these conversations with people of like realizing that there were other ways through it um yeah, it sucks that it was a little too late for me, I guess. <laughs> but at least, like, I'm coming around to it now, you know. And there's still yeah. there's still more work to be done now. I mean, there's still people running around not doing the right thing, and you know. But I can't I can't obsess over that for the rest of my life because you know today it's a pandemic, but like I don't know, you can find things to do to to obsess about people not doing the right thing forever, um, and I can't. <laughs> I can't keep doing this, you know? I can't keep freaking out over them forever. So. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a really good point. I mean, it's sort of that be the change you want to see in the world kind of circumstance rather than, you know, looking at other people. That is, it's, it's tough for me, too. I, I, injustice is a really, is sort of a big thing for me. Seeing injustice and even yes. minor injustices, you know, when, you know, somebody cuts in the grocery store line or, or you know, like, Oh, yeah. Any of that stuff, you know, yeah. it's like that little, those little things. Um, so this, I, I, I totally get that. I wonder, um, let's, let's get to this. Mm-hmm. If people want to, cause you're, you're having a sign up. This is going on for actually quite a while. This is a little bit of a longer uh, period. Um, so how is the photo? How is it if people want to get a photo taken in and be a part of this process? How does that, how does that work out? So I'm doing like these open hours on Thursdays and Fridays from noon to five. Um, where I'll be here, whether people sign up or not. Um, they can sign up, and lots of people have, um, but there's still lots of open spots, too. So, And I'm giving it, like, a half-hour segment, and doesn't mean you have to sit here and talk with me for, like, you know, for as, as long as I can get some images and it's not, you know, awkward or whatever. But, but it hasn't been awkward with anyone. It actually has been great, like, people I don't know, and we're sitting here getting these really, like, intense conversations. But, um... So, noon to five. It's actually, technically, they're going to have this space and they're going to keep my work up, but I'm leaving town, like, July 16th. Okay. So, my last technical session is July 9th. But if I get more people who want to do it, I can probably open up some uh, days in that last week. I just can't do that Thursday or Friday. Like, we leave that Friday. Um yeah, so I'm around for just um, people to stroll in, or you can sign up. If you go to the Sulphur's website and look at um, the residency page, I think yeah. it's sulphurstudios.org slash residency. Um, they've got the whole pro- project description, and they've got a link to a uh, Calendly need to sign up yourself. Awesome. I want to ask you one last question then, and then I'll let you go. But the I wanted to ask, so obviously the photos are a chronicle of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Are you doing anything else with the conversations, though? Because you're getting a lot of data. Yeah. I I am not. I mean, I have my notebook, and I'm kind of jotting down some thoughts after I meet with people about what was said. Um, and that may play into titles. Hmm. But even when I did my proposal for this, I said that I wasn't so sure whether I was going to record conversations, but... 
I decided against it. I just, I, I feel like sometimes people get a little tense when it's like, oh, my words are being recorded and what's that gonna, I'm held to these words or something. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, and some people are telling me some like very personal things. Right. And I don't know if they necessarily would have if they knew it was getting recorded. So, um, yeah, that could be a missed opportunity in there, but I, I'm not going to do it, though. It was interesting. You're right. I mean, like, I mean, I guess I already know you, so I, I don't, I, I don't feel like you would misuse my words anyway. But like, I definitely felt like as we were getting going, like, pretty comfortable to say very personal things. Like, it is interesting that the format <laughs> is inviting that level of sort yeah. of comfort. I don't know. There's something yeah. there. I don't know what it is, but there's something definitely there. That's great. And maybe it is something about the. People are just ready to have a conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the time that's passed and not having had one. Or, but that's also why, like, um, I realized pretty much right away that I had to get this little remote guy because, like, I, I feel like there might be something different if I were just standing over you with the camera and pressing the button and looking and doing, like, I definitely want it to be like a. Can we pretend the camera's not there, sort of thing? Well, and you're chilling so, in that chair, so oh, you look is, totally relaxed. I know, relaxed. right? I almost feel bad <laughs> that I'm not giving this chair to the sitter, but I do need them to be in the rectangle. So I could at least point the fan at you all, though. That would have been nicer. Oh, no, it was fine. <laughs> it's a little hot in here. Well, Bridget, I really appreciate it. Bridget Khan. Thank you so much for coming on. And do you have an Instagram or anything like that people can follow you? I do. Um, I'm just Bridget Khan, which is B R I D G E T. C-O-N-N. And, um, yeah, and I'm chronicling it there. And I'm also doing the um, the On View Residency, the Sulphur Studios Instagram account. So it's um, really just, um, ooh, that's good. I think it's On View Residency, I think is what I it think is. it's all that one, yeah. yeah on View Residency. One, one so, word. yeah. Yeah, so I've been sharing a little bit about um, my technical process and a little bit about my history and um, keeping it up there, too. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Britt. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.